Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. My observation, you know, of you is that you're able to have pretty high intensity, like you're able to train pretty heavy, you're able to train for a pretty long duration, and you're able to have high frequency, and you're also able to have like pretty good overall volume. So you have like the volume of everything like cranked up pretty good most of the time because you can handle that because you're fit and you're a good athlete. And then I think maybe now it's like you got to probably pick like two of those dials to probably turn down a bunch. Especially in a deficit, not going to the like caffeine or energy drink when you know that your energy could be up here and the workout could be that much better and you're just gonna feel like shit if you don't take it, but you know that you'll probably sleep better if you don't take it. It's hard not to just reach for it and go, I'm gonna have a fucking amazing workout. And then you get in a cycle and then you get dependent on it and that's where I'm at. So we're just going back and forth. You know, you can complicate your workouts and you do them a bunch of different ways. Sometimes we do it. We'll do two or three exercises in a row, supersets, giant sets. I really love training that way, but just going back and forth like this with a training partner is another great way to do things. And you could do this for hypertrophy or for strength. But if you're gonna do it for strength, you just rest a little longer, that's all. But that's, that's the way you power lift, is that you do one thing at a time. You bench, you squat, you deadlift. It's just, you're just squatting, and you squat for like an hour. And then the next day you just bench. You do that for like an hour, maybe a day or two off, and then you just deadlift. And the stronger that you get, the longer that those workouts start to take. So if you squat 315, maybe you warm up with the bar, maybe you do 95, 135, 185, 225, maybe 275 for a few sets and a few reps, and you're out the door. But if you squat 675, now you're gonna be in there for a little while. Plus the risk of injury goes up when you got more weight, even though you are stronger. And so you have to be a little bit more diligent. It might take you 20 minutes just to start on a squat rack because you're, you're making sure that you're prepped for what you're about to do. There's a lot of different ways to prep for bodybuilding shows and stuff like that too. For some people, the deficit uh, in the calories and the extra work they're doing, depending on how extreme it is, might get, them, get to them a little sooner than somebody else. But I think like the more that you do it, the more you get your body used to it and conditioned to it. Even though it's always gonna be challenging, the easier it can get.
I'm good for one more set of those guys. I know uh, a friend of mine was prepping for a show, and she was saying that she did really good because she's had previous preps where she's worked harder and was fatter. She worked harder and she was like flatter. And uh, it's interesting because it's, it's like, how do you find that line, you know? Yeah. How do you find the line between, because you do need to work hard. You need a crazy energy, not crazy, but you need a good energy output. And then the input, the calories can't be too much because you're trying to strip the fat. Yeah. You're trying to preserve as much muscle as possible, right? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't have much to go off of because I've done one show, so I don't know. This prep has definitely been easier. I think it's because I have more muscle. At the start of this cut, I had more muscle, so it was easier to pull fat off. Um, I think it would be interesting for you would be to like shotgun some shows. You know, go do like two, three, four shows. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, maybe, maybe the anticipation and expectations will be pulled down a bunch. Cause to me, your, your physique is different than, I think your physique is different than just bodybuilding. Like you have a, a build that I think represents uh, not only a good bodybuilding physique, but also you're still kind of on the borderline of having an athletic physique too. Yeah, that's what I want to keep. Like your hypertrophied in some areas a lot, especially when you have a pump and like your shoulders and stuff right now. Yeah. Look ridiculous and your lats. And that's not typical of like an athlete. Yeah. Especially like a pro athlete, like a pro athlete, like a linebacker, you know, for the 49ers or something. They're, they look amazing and they have impeccable bodies, but they're just way softer, you know? Yeah. And, and they don't have, I don't think they feel there's a need for them to do 15 sets of lat work. Yeah. So they don't really do that. So don't get hypertrophied that way. But anyway, I think your physique right now is pretty awesome. And I would maybe try to take advantage of that going to a couple shows. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think that's, that's what I'd like to do, is just to do a bunch of shows and then really just stay lean. I want to try to find a balance of like after the shows, staying lean, still eating foods I want, not overdoing it though. Not doing what I did last time, which is shoot up to 250. I think it would be interesting. Like, let's say, let's say you did a show and they're like, oh, you know, this needs to come up and that needs to come up. I'm sure like locally you can do really well, but then as you get into the bigger shows, it might be a little more difficult. But it's almost like, imagine just going and doing those shows and not caring. Yeah. You know, like they're like, oh, your hamstrings need to come up. And you're like, okay, cool. I still think I look better than everybody on stage. Yeah. Because you're not necessarily playing the bodybuilding game. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what Rich Piana talked about. He was like, I didn't, he, I mean, he said, they said his arms were like too big or something. Mm. And he said he doesn't give a fuck because it's, it's what he wants to look like. So it's like there's no such thing as my yeah. arms being too big. Yeah. Want to switch to some uh, front raises? Yeah. You want to do with these guys? Um, we have, I think what's doing with those guys might be good. Yeah. But probably heavier though, huh? 
Let's see. Yeah, I'll probably grip it in the middle. How about this one? This is 45. Oh, shit. Yeah, this might work pretty good. Yeah, just the, uh, our buddy Ray, um, the online coach, he was telling me, he's like, seeing some of my pictures and some of the videos and stuff. He's like, oh man, you're quite a bit leaner than even when I was there, which he was just here like about a month ago. And then he's just giving me like little bits of info. He's like, have you fasted in a while? So if you haven't fat done some fasting in a while, he's like, maybe fast. He's like, just fast for like the next four or five days, not total fast, intermittent fast. Yeah. Do like 16 to 18 hours, have two meals. What's interesting is to have your meal closer to bedtime so that you're like satiated and satisfied. You're not yeah. thinking of like cravings. And so I'm gonna try that over the next couple days. But he's like, that change alone will probably alter your calories just enough to where you'll lose without, I'll be hungry, you know, I'll be hungry during the day, but he's like, you'll lose without feeling like fucked up, you know? Yeah. And uh, he basically told me like, cause I always have my, my coffee shake in the morning. He said, just keep that in. Like that way you keep your, maybe it helps hold on to a little bit more muscle or whatever. Yeah. Shit. What do you think about fasting? I like it. If I wasn't in a prep, I would do it. Sometimes I still do it. I won't eat till like 12 or one. Just cause my food, I'm not eating a lot of food. So if I start my meals at even 1 p.m. I can still get all of them in because I'm up late. So I guess I fast a little bit. But if I wasn't prepping, sometimes I'd do like one day out of the week where I would fast for like 12 hours. I just wouldn't eat. I would drink caffeine though. I like it. I like the way it makes me feel. Right now you, um, yeah. you might go four or five hours without eating occasionally just because of like, you might do cardio or lift or whatever. Does that sound accurate or you not yeah. go that long without food? Yeah, no, definitely. I don't. I've Cause never... I remember when I was prepping too, it's like, so for me, Hani Rambad had me do 90 minutes of cardio a day. And so it was two cardio sessions and a lifting session. And with that amount of training, uh, sometimes I would do 45 minutes of cardio and about 45 minutes to an hour of weights. I don't really eat much before the workout. So you got, there's like a three hour time period right there. And maybe I have a post-workout shake, but I probably wouldn't get to a meal sometimes until four or five hours later sometimes. Which yeah. I think it's, I don't, to me, I don't think that's unacceptable, but maybe some high level bodybuilders like, dude, you can't be doing that. I don't see the difference. I think if I get all my meals in, I don't think it really matters. But that's just what yeah, I've done. Right. I don't stress too much on like four hours have gone by and I haven't ate. I just don't. And if I don't want to eat, I won't eat. How are you with uh, like zombie mode? Like right now you seem a little you seem a little <laughs> tired. Yeah. And stuff. My sleep has <laughs> been rough. Yeah, the tra I think the training. I think I'm trying. I'm not sure if I should lower the intensity to match my food, 
if that makes sense. But I'm, I think I'm trying too hard to keep the weight and intensity as high as it was in the off season. So I'm just, by the end of every day, even when I wake up, I am like wrecked. Yeah, my observation, you know, of you is that you're able to, under normal circumstances, you're able to have pretty high intensity. Like you're able to train pretty heavy. You're able to train for a pretty long duration yeah. and you're able to have high frequency. Yeah. And you're also able to have like pretty good overall volume. So you have like the volume of everything like cranked yeah. up pretty good yeah, that's... most of the time because you can handle that because you're fit and you're a good athlete. And then I think maybe now it's like you got to probably pick like two of those dials to probably turn down a bunch. Yeah, that's what happened to me last week. Last week I've never, I, I really didn't believe in, I guess I believed in overtraining, but I didn't believe that I would get to that point. But I was just doing way too much for way too long in the gym and cardio and doing extra like walks and stuff. And I would go into the gym and like fucking one plate on squat would feel like five plates. And so I just left. And then I, I didn't really do a deload. I had a refeed though. That helped a little bit, but it still was like, it helped. It felt like it helped for just that day. And then the next day I'm back to, like it's almost like I had the refeed and my body just soaked it up and then it went away. And then I'm back to almost feeling lighter the next day. I'm like, fuck. Hey, you don't want to get in a position where you are like a little underfed, you get to be overtrained, but then simultaneously you get to be like undertrained because you can't train as hard as you'd like. And I think that's what happens in diet culture in general. In our society here in the United States with the diet culture the way that it is, you're starting to see this more in like the UK and some other countries as well, Australia, where people kind of, they think in their head they have this perception of what a diet is and they think a diet needs to be like deadly and it needs to be really hard and really challenging. And so starting on Monday, they go on this thing that's too restrictive and it's too much and it doesn't allow for the output that they need. And they're not even realizing it, but they're, they're neat, they're non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, along with just whatever else they do in a normal day, walking and so forth. A lot of these things, they start to plummet down because the body's really smart and when you don't feed it enough calories, it's gonna just not want to move as much. So food is motivation. And the interesting thing about food is it has like a bell curve to it. It's food can be motivating and it can also be a demotivator. You know, if at lunch you're supposed to train with somebody, but then you're super hungry and you eat a giant ass fucking burrito, well, now you don't want to train, you know? So food can kind of move you one way or the other. And even aside from your stomach being full, just having sometimes a really crazy abundance of calories can kind of make you like, like a, yeah. <laughs> just make you sluggish. I know for myself, like I've done stuff where I've fasted too long. Um, I've done stuff where, you know, I, I'm still a big proponent of kind of a lower carb Lifestyle, I think in general, like a lot of people don't need a lot of carbohydrates. If you're bodybuilding, doing sports, then there's a good argument to have, you know, a good amount of carbohydrates to fuel you and to give you good workouts and to give you good recovery. 
Um, but I've made the mistake of like going way too low carb, way too low calorie, way too much fasting. And then your output when you go to the gym, instead of being like, hey, where are the 50s or 60s at for some curls? You're like, I'm just gonna use like the 15s. You know, and then you're like, your whole energy output just is on this decline. And then also for me, being a dad, I have two kids and uh, being a, a husband and everything else, like you wear a bunch of hats throughout the day. And even that takes a certain uh, amount of attention. It takes a certain uh, caloric amount to handle. And you don't want to be like a dud around everybody else. Yeah. Like you, you got good energy for like your workouts. And then, you know, you see your mom or your dad or family members and stuff or friends. And it's like, hey, man, what's up? You want to go? And you're like, no. Like that's, that just sucks. So you, it's a really tough balance, but basically, I guess one of the easiest ways to put it is you're trying to give yourself enough fuel to have great workouts, but you're not giving yourself so much fuel that it's uh, aiding in uh, you accumulating body fat. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, that's where I'm at right now. At least that's what it feels like. Uh, fatigue is decently high. So I do feel a little bit like a zombie, but that's also because my sleep. But yeah, I think, what were we on, fasting? Yeah, I was talking about just kind of overdoing like training and not having enough calories to supply you with good workouts and stuff. Oh yeah. Do you know like ballpark what your caloric intake is right now? Uh, I think it's like 3,000 something. It's still not, it's not, low it's it's not low to most people but it just it feels that way compared to what i was doing in the off season and the training and the cardio and the walking around all the time that definitely i just it feels like i'm on like 2000 calories that's what it feels like but i know i'm not so that's why i'm i'm telling myself okay I know I have the fuel, it just feels like I don't. So maybe around this point of the prep, I might stay away from trying to go like four or five hours without eating. Like instead of waking up in the beginning of this prep coming off of an off season where I wasn't really hungry at all, I would go like start my first meal at like 1 p.m. But now it's like, it's almost like from when I wake up, like the next hour I'm fucking hungry so I have to eat mm -hmm. and it's just little bumps of fuel too at this point when you're cutting down it's like you eat and you feel good for a second and then you get tired then you feel good get tired so finding the balance yeah you know you your body can like it's really weird your body can be more efficient at um body can become more efficient at making energy if you give it what it needs. And so you need like a circadian rhythm and we do need to have sunlight. We do need to have darkness. We do need to associate with these things. And I think one of the things that plagues us the worst and you just need to view it like junk food is blue light. So you have to be careful with your phone. Your phone is a, your phone is like an anti bodybuilding catabolic piece of technology. Just think about it that way. Like, just look at it that seriously. Like, this is a catabolic piece of technology, even though you're watching anabolic activities on it. It's a catabolic piece of, of technology. So you wanna try to, 
it doesn't mean you can't use it. It just means that you need to use it sparingly. And when it comes to nighttime, you need to get rid of it because the blue light is going to zap your energy and it's going to mess up your motivation. A lot of times people don't believe me on this stuff until like Andrew Huberman starts talking about it. But luckily, you can check out Andrew Huberman and Peter Itia. They recently did talk shop on this very topic and talked about it quite a bit. But your relationship to blue light and your relationship to sunlight are huge and they're somewhat independent of each other. So getting sunlight is one thing and getting darkness is another. They're both really important, but having blue light at night is a huge no-no. So as weird as those red glasses look, I would really suggest that you get a pair. I'd also suggest that you take your phone and shut down the blue light at night. And I'd also say that you take your phone and later on in the evening, you chuck that motherfucker away. You stop looking at it. That's the discipline I think a lot of people need. I actually think it's one of the I think blue light and technology are, are one of the major reasons for obesity right now. And people might be like, no, it's calories. And it is calories, but what are you doing when you're on these pieces of technology? You're not doing anything productive. It blocks you from going outside. Most often you're just sitting there looking at a screen and then you're eating. So the calories do play into it in that way. But I think that every single thing that you do throughout a day has a major influence on the stress levels in your body and stress can be a positive thing in a lot of ways like this kind of stress is kind of good in, in some ways but there's other stresses that are easier to eliminate and to take care of and be like mature about it so I would really strongly advise people if you're feeling lethargic and you're feeling tired and you're thinking like oh I got this issue with sleep or that issue it's not your sleep it's the fact that you can't get off your phone so put your phone in a different room, you know, be, be your own dad, you know, say, hey, lights out, eight o'clock, put that motherfucker on airplane mode and put it in a different room. It'll make a huge difference, but you don't have to believe me. Yeah, I need to be better at that. I've never looked into something like that because I always fall asleep with my TV on. I'm always on my phone, but I also have really for some reason I feel like I'm stressed and I have anxiety so I know that's probably it's cuz you grew up with this stuff you yeah. know like the blue light has been a huge part of your life and your upbringing yeah I never yeah I guess until Mark brought it to my attention and I listened to some podcasts I was like ah eh, that's that's definitely not what's doing. I think a first step for people is real simple. I don't, I don't want to hijack the podcast and not talk about getting jacked, but the really easiest thing is just to get some red light glasses. You yeah. go on Amazon, they're 20 bucks. It, they, don't, they don't need to, I mean, they could even be cheaper than that. Like you can, the red light, the red glasses, it blocks out blue light almost like 100%. Not going to solve everything for you and you're not going to notice, you're not going to be like, oh my God, like, I had a huge shift in my life, but it will make a difference. And then what I do at night is I use lights from other rooms because I don't need the whole house to be super bright for me to mix up my yogurt and this is the whey protein. But I use a light from another room. My wife's adapted to it. My kids don't care. It doesn't bother anybody. And it's a way to signal to the brain and the body like, yo, it's over with. It's time to like shut everything down. I know you've mentioned your first prep, your sleep was like on point, right? Like yeah. you were sleeping a lot better. 
Yeah. That was compared to now. Do you think you have more stress now for whatever reason that's keeping you up? Or hmm. Did you have a girlfriend? Yeah. I would say. Sometimes if you have a girlfriend, it makes a difference. I would say what I want to say, but I'm not gonna. But. Actually, no, no, no. I, I did have a girlfriend back then, too. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying the type of girlfriend maybe wasn't a. It just didn't fit well for me. So. Uh, but I guess in that prep, in the last prep, my sleep got better when I was single and I cut the girlfriend and then my sleep got better. So I guess, yeah, I didn't have a girlfriend, but whatever. But it was also a lot of others. I just think it's body weight for me. I, I think the, the, the start of my sleep being so shitty was when I got heavier. That's the only thing that I can look at that's changed. The girl stuff, whatever, the outside stuff, cool, but it's when I got to 250 and then that point on, even now, it just feels like um, I'm heavier at all points of this prep. I'm a lot heavier than I was last prep. I think last prep I was probably around like 200 pounds now. And right now I'm 218. So it just feels like a lot heavier. I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, having extra body weight can make a difference with your sleep. Yeah, it's just. Even just training really hard can mess with your sleep. I don't think we realize how like, you know, how banged up we are. Yeah. Like yeah. your legs being super sore and stuff like that for sleep oh, is kind of yeah. hard. Yeah. Probably. I mean, anabolics, they make you more motivated and more hyped and they do a lot of stuff to your mind. They give you like more dopamine and stuff. And so who knows? I mean, you're, the body's really smart. The body doesn't like make mistakes, but we do, you know? And so when we flood it with even something as simple as like vitamin D or DHEA or even over the counter hormones that maybe we should or shouldn't be taking, just like all hell's gonna break loose. Yeah. The body kind of like knows how to regulate itself really well, but we're throwing in a lot of other stuff. And then also you got, you got things like Kratom, you have pre-workout. If you work out at six, you had pre-workout at five, there's zero chance you're going to sleep. Yeah. And, if you, and if you rocked it, you know, if you fucking trained hard, your nervous system is all fired up, you're all hyped. Every once in a while you'll train hard enough to where you're like, holy fuck, man, and you hit the pillow and you're out. But for me, that was always pretty rare. Usually training hyped me up more. Yeah, that's a hard balance. That's a hard balance for me to find because especially in a deficit, when I'm tra I am training later, like even today I'll train later, um, but not going to the like caffeine or energy drink when you know that your energy could be up here and the workout could be that much better and you're just going to feel like shit if you don't take it, but you know that you'll probably sleep better if you don't take it. It's like... It's hard, it's hard not to just reach for it and go, I'm going to have a fucking amazing workout. And then you get in a cycle, and then you get dependent on it, and that's where I'm at. You run into, like, weird circumstances, you know, like caffeine. Like, peop everyone should know this. Like, caffeine and energy drinks that don't have calories do not actually supply you with any energy. Uh, caffeine, I guess, can, like, in some ways, like, liberate energy. It can maybe 
liberate some fat so it can make it easier to use fatty acids or something like that, but they don't give you energy. The only source of energy that we have is food, really. But when you eat food, unless you're super sensitive to like sugar or something, you rarely feel it. Yeah. You don't like eat and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm ready to, you don't get like hyped from food. However, here's the tricky bastard of it. If your food is locked in and your sleep is locked in and your recovery's pretty good and your training's going well and you're well hydrated, then you do have a nice abundance of energy. So that's what makes this whole thing so tricky is because you're gonna kind of feel down and feel sluggish and you're gonna wanna reach for something that seems like it gives you energy, but it doesn't really give you energy, it just makes you wired. And you like that wired buzz feeling, you start training, you have headphones on, you're listening to music, and you're getting hyped, and it feels good. But then the come down from that is not only gonna be like harsh, it's gonna be hard to come down from it. It'll be hard to like yeah. unwind from it. Caffeine stays in your system for, I mean, you can look up some of the information, but it stays in your system for like 12 hours or something like that. Mm, or 16 hours like it, it gets broken down and broken brown and broken down but everyone's a little different don't quote me 100 percent on that you might have to look it up but it does stay in your system for way longer than you think and also there's no free lunch so if you do something to hype yourself up there's still a cost of that mm -hmm. even though it seems benign because it's a cup of coffee or even though it seems like not a huge deal because it's your little pre-workout it only has that's what people will say too right it only has 150 uh milligrams of caffeine so it's not a huge deal it's still a huge deal because you're messing around with your whole entire system and i know this is coming from the guy that talks about using performance enhancing drugs but i'm aware that those are messing up my system so you just need to be aware that every little thing that you do that there's give and take from it and if you're gonna steal something here for an opportunity for a moment Right now, you're going to be stealing from other opportunities in other areas, and you'll have to do it day in and day out. It become this like vicious cycle. Yep. Now, if you're doing it for a prep, and you know that there's like, all right, I got to kind of do this for the next four weeks, but it's going to pay off because I'm going to get on stage, boom, and I'm going to fucking kill everybody. I don't mind. I don't mind rolling the dice on that. Yeah. Like I did that a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now because I'm in that vicious cycle of fucking. Caffeine, sleep's not good, but the workouts are holding up to like what I'd like them to be. They're not really suffering yet, but I know that I'm using a bunch of crutches mm -hmm. to get myself through the workouts. And I'm, it's not like I'm three weeks out yet. I just feel fatigued and my sleep is messed up because of that. So it's like, ah, man. We just had a great workout though, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little sh like uh, like shorter than sometimes what you and I do, but like we got the point across. Intensity was high though. Yeah. It was high. Yeah. We got in there and we we smashed it. Yes. What'd you eat uh, last night and this morning? Last night I had uh, what did I have? Why's your neck so big? Turkey and rice. Is that the lighting? I thought so too. Dude, what the fuck? <sighs> Turkey and rice. I mean, That's you can't even get into like choking and stuff because your neck's too big. No one can even really do it to you. So you can't get into the weird stuff. Mm. See? I think, I think I still like the weird Maybe stuff. Maybe Graham can help you yeah. with that. No, not that guy. <laughs> Anyone but that guy. But yeah, I had turkey and rice last night with almond butter. Pretty basic. Which almond butter? Uh, I used Pride Foods brown sugar. It was pretty good. I haven't tried some of those It's hard not to cheat on that, but it's pretty good. 
It's hard not to have more than I'm supposed to. I'll eat to. the whole thing. Yeah. It's like those, I mean, it tastes way better than those, like, Fit Butters that have been out forever. Mm -hmm. But mm, it's hard. I might have to stay away from that, to be honest. But What do you got prepped for, like, the rest of the day? Like, what's most of your, like, are you mainly eating, like, chicken and, and uh, leaner meats yeah, and stuff? Yeah, uh, really turkey. turkey. I'm doing a lot of turkey, yeah. Turkey. That's pretty much it. That's when you know. That's that's how you know someone. Like that's how you know someone's like really serious. <laughs> like if if somebody walks around with like some extra meals and stuff, it's like that's pretty legit. That's pretty serious. They like meal prep. But if they're going if they're going around with turkey, that's yeah. legit. You know someone's like next level shit. That's like that's almost that's almost like uh, the guy that has the neck harness. You know the the one that goes over your head. This guy. Yeah, like that's when you know someone like lost their marbles and they're way way uh, too into lifting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you start doing neck training, you're probably you're far. <laughs> you jumped the shark. You're somewhere. too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's no turning back. Yeah, but yeah, basic stuff. Just going through it. Cardio every day, for you. Cardio or five days a week. I mean, technically cardio every day. Yeah, yeah. Do you I like enjoy. just do you just set out to do it every day and then like if it happens it happens or do you actually just No, I like I'm supposed to do it four times a week, but I love cardio, so I'll still do like a walk. Like I'll do a fasted walk mm -hmm. still in the morning. That's the same the same time length as the cardio that's prescribed to me. I'll still do walks cuz I just like the routine part. Like I would love to do cardio every single day for like just try to kill myself, but I know that that'll probably hurt me, so I just do walks. And you like it a lot because you're listening to like podcasts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's time. That's cool. Yeah. Like a learning time. Do you do you uh, do you have the coordination to like make a note or something like that sometimes, or do you stop like because yeah. sometimes I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like fuck, I need to write that down. Yeah. But sometimes have, I'm running and then I can't really do yeah, that. You know. Yeah, I'll do that in my notes. I, my notes are fucking. Yeah, we got to show people the notebook. Person. Yeah, I have a lot of notebooks actually. I have a shit ton of and binders. I've that binders. one that I was checking out was weird. It was like Wyatt noticed my haircut today. I wasn't expecting that from him. I yeah, I can't that believe was, he smiled at me quite a bit today. And that like that was been, like whoa, bro. Yeah, that might have been the wrong notebook. <laughs> oh okay, that wasn't the training log. That might have been Graham's. <laughs> yeah, it probably was Graham's. <laughs> yeah, I would say that was the barefoot sprinters himself. But diary confessions. Yeah, he's a little. We don't judge him. We don't judge him over here. He's just, he's a great man. All right, Kenny, take us on out of here, buddy. All right, guys, that's enough anabolic activities for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode, first episode back. Um, make sure you go check out Pride Foods, the almond butter we were talking about. They have cream of rice, the healthy cream of rice. They have a ton of flavors. Peanut blueberry. butter cream is where it's at. Peanut butter cream, blueberry muffin, chocolate brownie brown sugar, and a bunch of almond butters. So make sure you go check them out. Use code ANABOLIC10. You can use it in a, it's great for an off season, great for a, a cut as well. So go check them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>